Hello, my darlings, and welcome to this week's episode. I have the beautiful Anna Bozo on today's episode, and Anna is just what is just the definition of one embodied female who really channels her feminine and masculine energy into her work and how she empowers women to really step up and realize their own potential within themselves but also from such a kind hearted and a real focus around where I feel the coaching industry is going into and where the coaching industry should be working through so yeah Anna and I (laughs) talk all about um, the different mentors that we have in our lives, the importance of having those sort of mentors, how we really focus on the parts therapy piece, which is how Anna and I actually met, and how that's really incorporated with our work and, yeah, our day-to-day lives. And, yeah, Anna and I just go off on a very long, beautiful tangent, but she is just the most insightful, beautiful woman who's full of energy and is creating some amazing things for the world so sit back enjoy today's episode and i'll add in all of her information in the show notes and as always my darlings if there's anything that's cropped up for you today that you want to share please slide into my dms and yeah i look forward to hearing from you all and i'll speak to you soon enjoy Thank you for joining today. I'm so excited to have you. My heart is just so filled um, with so much love. So um, I always just do the simple question of like, I'd love to get an introduction from you. I know it's easier said than done, but please, can you just share who you are and what wonderful woman you are in the world to us? Oh, I love you so much, Luz. <laughs> Thanks for having me, first of all. Yeah, introduction of myself. Uh So I'm Anna, clearly. Uh, I guess you can consider me a coach. Uh, I say I guess because I don't really love the term coach. I feel like the coaching industry, there's just so many problems in it. So I don't love associating to it. But in saying that, I, I do mentor women and I mentor women predominantly around their careers and their relationships. And a lot of the women that come to me, they're like these super ambitious, super intelligent women who know all of the things, right? But they find that they're really disconnected from that greater purpose, that greater level of meaning in their life. And so I help them connect to that. And in the process, help them let go of the fears that inhibit them from really speaking their truth and embodying the truth of who they are. And so, long story short, I help women connect to their magnificence. That's how I sort of like to, to say it. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. Connect to their magnificence. I've never heard you say that before. Thank you. Yeah, it's just been something that it's so true. Like, we're all so bloody incredible. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women, they just, we just forget. Not they, we. We all forget. We all have our da- doubts. We all have our insecurities. And we just you know, have these conditionings that can prevent us from remembering the truth of who we are. And so sometimes we just need someone to reflect just how bloody brilliant we are Mm -hmm. and put in a plan of attack so that we can, you know, step into that greatness that we all have available to us. 
Um, I was just on a call earlier today with a woman who's literally me. I'm like, oh my God, the fact that we're, we're I'm coaching her, she's five years young, younger than I am, literally parallel lives. And I just feel so blessed to be able to work with her because I'm like, I know exactly the pain that you're going through, the insecurities that you're dealing with. I know all of that. And I'm here to just help you feel as amazing as you really are. Like I see your amazingness. It's time that you really feel that as well. And so, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> wow. And so is this something you've always done then for you? Like, no, I did you start off. I've been that girl that everyone would sort of come to to talk about their problems and to talk about their their things, right? Like in school, I was always very shy, but people would feel very confident to confide in me and to tell me all of their things. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of just been part of my DNA to always offer that support and offer that guiding advice wherever I could. But I fell into coaching maybe four years ago now, where about four years ago, my entire life changed when I got connected to my very first coach. And from there, I was working in corporate. And after this coaching interaction, quickly realized just how small I was living. And, you know, just oh, like, everything about my self-identity had shifted. And so consequently, I got a promotion very quickly. Um, <laughs> shortly thereafter, I, I, a relationship that I was in dissolved that it, like was a five-year relationship. And I realized, I was like, there is so much to life than I had realized. Like I had bought into the narrative that I was just supposed to get a good job, go to uni, get a good job, go, you know, get into a relationship, settle down, all of the things. And then this coaching, this world of coaching opened my eyes entirely. And it's not exactly, as you know, an easy journey once you're connected <laughs> no. to this world. But I realized that this career existed and I could actually, you know, contribute in a way that was so meaningful to me in the world. And so yeah, I, I got into coaching four years ago and I've been doing it ever since, which has been wonderful and started coaching just men and women and then realized, no, hang on, my thing is women. Like my own personal journey has been helping my conditioning where I've been really, you know, lacked a lot of confidence, didn't have a lot of self-worth. And so that's what I want to work on with others is like helping them heal their self-worth so that they can get into the relationship that they really want, get the job that they really desire or start the business that they desire. And so, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but that's how I got into it. <laughs> what I love about you and I is that we'll ask each other questions and then just go off on a tangent. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I believe that probably did answer my question. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> no, I love us. We'll, I love us. We'll, forget, we'll just have too much fun along the way and be like, I don't even know what you asked. But <laughs> Well, it's nice, like how you and I met is we met through mm -hmm. um like a divine feminine event and this is yeah. always very interesting like explaining this because it's almost I find the challenging explaining this now but it's also it's almost based on like parts therapy for the listeners so we have all these different parts that made up of us of like feminine and masculine energy and it's how we kind of maneuver and work with them and, and share them sort of unconditional love and 
and grow mm. with them right mm. um and I'd love to understand like how you've incorporated that kind of parts therapy I know you're a massive advocate for emotional healing and mm. I think that's how you and I have connected as well um yeah. so yeah if you want to kind of share that journey Ooh, I'd love, I love this so <laughs> there's so many parts to my work right so mm-hmm. I you know you can do all of the kind of intellectual stuff which is set really great goals and you know form good habits and all of that which is all well and good and I think there's a place in that then you can move into more of like the reframing side of things like changing your story changing your view of the world which again really does have a part but then a lot of personal development misses an integral portion of I guess re-engineering or uh, sort of recreating your reality which is connecting with the wisdom of your body your body knows so much about you and we carry different emotions within our bodies as well so the way that I go about my parts therapy or you know parts integration is taken and inspired so much by our mentor Matt Fitzpatrick and it's really looking into us and going okay so there's various parts to us our younger version our little girl and there's also our teenager and there's also our young adult and all of them along our journeys have experienced some types of um, challenges difficulties emotional events right that we've created stories as a consequence of and even as 25 26 27 you know 30 year old women we still believe that but we still carry those things on from those times in our life and so going through this process it's actually about connecting with those various parts to you and recognizing the emotions that are there and actually connecting with your body to understand what it is those parts need from us in order to be released Mm -hmm. and that's the entire sort of I guess, outcome is to release or heal it in a way that you're learning a lesson, you're integrating, and you can move forward in a more empowered way. Um, So yeah, the parts therapy for me is just an integral part. I think it's a complete game changer. Mm. And it's work that I consistently, like, I just, there's so much more to discover about ourselves. Do you know what I mean? We're such multifaceted, complex beings. And this is a relatively simple approach to discovering those various things and then learning from ourselves. And so that's what I I teach is so much as in, I'm not a coach to tell you what to do, to tell you what you should do with your life or tell you any of it. My job is to be a guide and for you to come to your own conclusions about what's best for you by tapping into that wisdom, by tapping into that inner intelligence that you already have, that you don't need to go to a book or a mentor or a podcast or any of those things to discover purpose or discover what it is that you truly desire. You already know and you already have it within. You've just got to be brave enough to confront whatever's in the way of you and, and that thing. So yeah, parts integration is, is so powerful. And then, you know, I do a lot of meditation and, um, what is it like visualization all of that is just 
is so incredibly powerful because one thing that is true, I think, for a lot of women is that we are speeding through the world at a million and one miles and we're doing all of the things and we're taking on all of the responsibilities and we forget to actually take care of the vehicle of us, our physical being, our emotional being, our spiritual being. And so all of this work is intended to bring presence into the now moment so that women humans can connect to what is right now Mm -hmm. and in that now present moment like there's infinite potentiality infinite possibility and we can recreate ourselves every single time we connect to that place because this is the most real thing that you can ever experience is the present and yeah, it's just available to every single one of us, irrespective of your background, irrespective of your education level, cultural background, all of that. It's something we can all have access to. And it's so simple. Mm. It's not easy. It's not easy at all, but it's simple. It's a simple practice of, of reconnecting within ourselves. And once again, like when you do that, it's problems that we kind of create in our minds you can see things more objectively and you can move through again not easily move through things but you can through your own knowing and wisdom you're able to discern what's the best next best thing for you Mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of the overwhelm gets dissolved that's where a lot of the anxiety the the overthinking just diminishes because you're you're connecting with the now present moment. Mm. Makes sense. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I find like for me, since I've been doing on this journey too, is that breathing mm. just calms so many things down. And I love how you've shared that you do a lot of meditation and, mm. you know, you really kind of get into your body. Um, is there kind of any tips you can share with the listeners of where to start? Because even just sharing being present, a lot of people don't necessarily know how to, to do that yeah no that is a challenge sometimes it's such it, yeah and I never <laughs> want to be saying something that sounds so like being present is is challenging mm-hmm. like we have a million and one distractions that take away our attention at any given moment we it's so challenging to be and so Something that I'm working on with one of my mentors is it's so simple, but it's long, slow, deep breaths. And that's not something that you can, you need to do just when you're by yourself, when no one else is around you. That's something that you can do in conversation with a friend and conversation with colleagues. It's just putting a bit of, putting attention back to your breath. And then with that attention, slowing, intentionally slowing down the breath. And so you can do it with me right now. It's like, and keep seeing as I'm speaking, see if you can maintain that breath and just keep feeling into it. And so that simple practice is something that every single one of us can integrate into our day to day. And as you're doing long, slow, deep breaths, you can also start to feel into your body and expand your awareness a little bit and experience your fingers and 
your arms and underneath your arms, your armpits and the back of your neck and all the way down your back into your stomach, your hips, all the way down into your calves and your toes and start to have that awareness of your body as you're taking those long, slow, deep breaths. And it's such a fundamental, like laughably simple practice, but it's so damn powerful. And it's imagine you doing that, you know, in every conversations that you have in one day, you will feel so present. You will feel so calm and relaxed. And guess what? Someone who's calm and relaxed as a leader, you're going to be making again, again, more objective decisions. You're going to have an energy which welcomes people in and doesn't it's not frenetic and frantic and and sort of just all over the place it's like you are like a leader needs to have that centeredness Mm -hmm. and so that practice develops more of that leadership that you need in order to really make an impact in your organization or your business or wherever you're operating from so something as simple as that is is something that i do and again you go into the world and you get pulled in all of these different directions. And it's so hard. It's so for me, I still, I'm really challenged by just going back to my breath. And it's like, ah, I've forgotten to breathe. I literally forget to breathe sometimes. And so a really long, slow nourishing breath is just, it's just the best thing for you. Um, And then if if you want to sort of layer that, I love to meditate and for those out there who don't love meditating, or who find it a little boring, there's so many guided meditations out there. And you can start with an app called Headspace, which mm. is phenomenal with just almost gamifying the practice of meditation and integrating 10 minutes into your day where you can just connect, slow down, connect, mm. calm the nervous system and you're ready for the day. It's, it's just so powerful. And I get every single one of my, my clients to do a meditation practice of some sort. And often my clients are incredibly busy. So I say, start with 10 minutes and see how you go. And after two, three, four weeks, they're ready to like take it up to 15 minutes or, or 20 minutes. It can just be incremental. We don't need to completely, you know, change up your entire morning routine and make a three hour morning. It doesn't need to be like that. It needs to be sustainable and practical, practical and enjoyable more than anything. And for those who are you know, overthinking type A personalities who are always on the go, you will struggle with the meditation, but that's why you need to lean into it even more and and really persist and have that commitment to it because you'll get the most benefit for people who are rushing out around the most. You'll, you'll probably benefit from it more than anybody else. And, you know, once the benefits do start to kick in after three, four, five weeks, you'll really start you'll, you'll really notice it when you stop doing it. Mm. So yeah, I, I just find the level of focus, the level of intentionality, the, 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 your presence overall, all of it increases. And again, if you want to be a high performer, if you want to be, you know, the best daughter, you can be a great, you know, in a, a great wife or girlfriend, all of this is, is so great. And more than anything, if you want to have a really beautiful relationship with the most important person, yourself Mm. then these practices 
are simple, but will really, really give you great returns. So mm. I love that. And there's something I read recently where I was like, if you haven't got time to meditate, it means you actually really need to prioritize meditation. <laughs> so true. And yeah. I, I, um, I've just been observing myself this week, mm. getting so busy. Mm. And the first thing that, that goes out the window is self-care, like mm-hmm. going to the gym or, you know, meditating, journaling, all of that sort of thing. It's so fascinating. I observe this in all of my female clients, all of my clients, because they're all female, but um, is that we just have a tendency to just prioritize everybody else's needs above our own. The first thing that goes when we're busy is our needs. The things why that we that? really, why is that? It's, I mean, it's like our conditioning, which is, you know, to be a bit more sacrificial. I don't, I don't know entirely what the root of it is, but I do know that I don't see my partner, for example, have that same defaults. I don't see the men in my life go to that same default, but women, we just subordinate ourselves often in lieu of meeting other people's needs in lieu of meeting deadlines. And yeah, it's, it's crazy and something that we've just got to have so much intentionality to rewire. Um, you know, like we don't have to be martyrs in this world to sacrifice ourselves in the process of getting our dreams. We can actually put ourselves first. And I, I you know, as, as I say that it's something, it's so interesting, like within my own family dynamic, when I said to mom, that I want to do like more self-care, like her immediate stance was, oh, that's really selfish. So I don't know where that came from, but yeah, there's this kind of association to self-care and selfishness with my, the the woman, the, uh, my mom at least. And so again, I don't know where that came from, but there is just this thing that maybe women, we need to like serve everybody around us, but I just, I challenge that. I, I refute that. And I don't, I don't want to be setting that as an example for my daughter. Uh, when I do eventually have a daughter or children, I, I do want them to see mom putting her needs first and, you know, being able to do the things that she really desires in her business or her career or in her relationships. Cause I think that's, but who knows god this this stuff is not easy it's easy to talk about but it's not easy to do in real life but i um if nothing else i just i hope that we can all make a bit of time for ourselves mm-hmm. cuz there's a lot of very exhausted overwhelmed tired women out there and it's about time we started looking after ourselves oh well absolutely i mean as women we are so incredible like we birth children and we still do the same things as as what any other human does as well you know and it's just so casual you know i love watching mums on the grass and like bondi and they're on the phone and they're obviously working while they're like breastfeeding i'm just like whoa like, and that's so fine, yeah. you know, but I, and I think it's so important that you raise this point around like emotional regulating. I think, you know, to be able to set an example, and I'm not a mother myself either, but I, I too strive to have that with my daughter that when I have her, that it's really prioritizing your emotional regulations, being very open about your emotions as well mm. and expressing what you need. That's what I've learned in this part therapy that you and I have been doing. Like, 
expressing to to my own masculine parts as well to hold me while I receive in my feminine energy around what I need you know, I think that's such an important part. And this probably sounds maybe quite complicated to some people listening, but um, I think like just getting into the breath and actually coming into yourself and being like, what do I need in this space at this time? And even asking for help as well is just, yeah, is a game changer. Yeah. And and we, it's often a scary thing to, to mm. reach out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's like well does that mean that we're weak or does that mm. mean we're not good enough or we haven't failed at something and yeah it's again I just want to reflect that that's such a normal experience to have however there's a lot of people there's a lot of practices out there that are that are there to support you to support all of us and if you Often my experience is when, I, when I'm really feeling a bit of shame or fear around reaching out, that's when I'm actually met with so much love and support. And I'm like, why did I even have any of that shame? And again, it's just being aware. We all have these patterns. We all have these default ways of being that have been passed down, down to us from parents, ancestors, etc. And so you know, to know that about yourself is a great superpower because then it's like, cool, do I choose my pattern or do I want to choose a new pattern, a new way of being, a one that's perhaps going to be more empowering. Perhaps it's going to, you know, get me to my outcome faster. And one of the things that I'm really working on right now for myself is when I'm feeling like I'm not my best, not my most supercharged, positive, high energy self, to not isolate and not um you know just feel like I have to figure it out on my own that I have the support infrastructures in place or I have people in my life who love me through all of my seasons that again Alison Armstrong talks about this concept that as women we all have this um idea of the perfect woman that we compare ourselves to Mm. yes and you and I we might have different versions of our perfect woman but we ourselves are comparing ourselves to her and so like you to have that awareness of who your perfect woman actually is like well how much does she earn how much like what does she look like what sort of energy levels does she have probably she earns a lot of money she looks absolutely stunning all of the time she's got perfect relationships she's never feeling off right like it's this completely impossible comparison that we make and yet we all do it every single last one of us so just being aware of that as an association that we are living in these sort of um comparisons and that we have these feelings about ourselves to just know you know what I don't I'm gonna choose something else I'm kind of sick of that way of being or I'm kind of sick of that story and it's as simple as choosing something new Mm -hmm. in a now present moment (laughs) which yeah it sounds easier said than done it really does oh my gosh it really does that kind of takes us nicely on to like is there anyone 
that you don't see as like a comparison, but you see as like, a, you've mentioned that you've got a lot of mentors. And this is one thing that a part of me really loves about you, that you really invest in your own growth and you mm. have such a good intention around it. Yeah. So I think it's important to have an intention when you continue to grow yourself. I find otherwise you're just going on for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what was kind of your first entry into the world of sort of like embodiment, personal growth, where you were like, you mentioned you had a good life coach, but like a mentor in your life where you looked up to and were like, now I understand this is where I want to head to. Do you know what? I, I really think that um, Alison Armstrong, though she was never my direct mentor, I read her books. Mm-hmm. I really got an, engaged in her podcasts and videos that um, from YouTube. That was such a game changer for me in, in, in connecting with my femininity, particularly. Like it was the Queen's Code. So I was in a five and a half year relationship before my now fiance. And yeah, in that relationship, I could just see myself so masculine, so disconnected from my heart and from my body. And yeah, just living in my head all the time, all the time. And it was through her book, The Queen's Code, actually, that I recognized the patterns that I had around men, particularly, and the comparisons that I was making of like the perfect woman and how disconnected I was from my feminine power. She is such an embodiment of feminine, like power and beauty and like this easeful radiance that comes off of her. Um, So she was a huge catalyst for me going, okay, cool. Like there's something in this. And I don't quite remember what that moment was, but I remember just observing it in other women as well and going, oh, like I can see how they're living through their head. They've just kind of, they've got this corporate job and they're trying to be, you know, like their male counterparts and they've just completely forgotten about their own desires and their own drivers and the things that they are really lit up by. And so I think I just, I had a moment of pause and reflection and going, you know what, like, it's time for me to come home. Like I've, mm. I've tried to, you know, get the corporate job and, and climb the corporate ladder. And like, that's amazing if, you, if that's what you desire. But for me, I was like, you know what? I've actually done this out of a desire to please my parents, to look good for my friends, to whatever. And it's actually not what I want. So it was through the, the catalyst of the Queen's Code that I realized I'd been living so out of alignment with my truth. Like I just wasn't, I didn't have, uh, yeah, I wasn't on the path that I, I really needed. And so it was her that awakened it. And it was also Matt Fitzpatrick that awakened it a lot. He was sort of the one who galvanized me to reflect on, you know, yeah, it's really scary to leave the things that you've worked really hard for but at the same time like you you know like you know in your heart what it is that you truly want Mm -hmm. we all do it's just about whether or not you it's not his words but like whether or not you're courageous enough to to act on that whisper and yeah he he was the one who kind of helped you know like for me take the leap out of my corporate job and for me to start my own business so those two people were like absolutely fundamental in shifting my trajectory and 
connecting back with my truth, which is really great. Then there's been another really, really powerful mentor for me called Dr. John Martini. And he's, like, I think through his work, I've been able to really connect with this, like, love that I have for people. And, like, it's hard to put into words, but once you sort of see things that he, he teaches you, around the world and, and about the world and th- topics like duality and equilibrium, meaning things are always in harmony and in balance. Like when you start to really see that in the world, you can't unsee it and you just fundamentally shift as a person. So my journey is, you know, I'm still at the very beginning of my self-discovery and, and, and figuring out all of this stuff. But all I know for damn sure is there is so much power in the feminine energy mm. and connecting with that man or woman or however you identify there is just oh, such a game changer. Mm-hmm. And at the end of all of it, like the greatest, I guess, energy that we can all connect with is our, our, our capacity to love. Mm. And when we connect with that, it's just, yeah, doors open, things happen beautifully, and it's yeah, it's an absolute game changer. So I hope that answered your question. So, what about me? Ooh, what good about question. your mentors? My mentors. So I, mm, I came across this amazing woman. She's called Amy Rushworth, back in the UK. She's actually Australian, and she was my first life coach. And I, she's a big reason of how I made it over to Australia. Thank God. And um, she was like, what I loved about her, she gave no fucks. And it was a lot of what I had suppressed in myself. You know, I'd never spoken up about my truth. A part of me never really authentically been myself, which is something I'm still definitely working on. Mm-hmm. And she just openly sometimes be like, darling, you're so stressed. Like, if you just not masturbated recently, like, you know, she for me as like an English person who was very open about my sexuality anyway, but I'd be like, oh my gosh, thank you. Someone is expressing these things and pushing me out of my comfort zone. And yeah, so I, I'm very grateful for her. Um, mentors for me, I am, well, I mean, I love, I think we just, we were talking about this before the the cool things like the, the author, obviously Pussy. So mm-hmm. um, Regina, as the, she's been a big part of my life. I actually was introduced to her work when I first moved to Australia. Mm-hmm. And I think like embodying just your yoni and that pleasure that you have within that portal mm-hmm. is just everything from like mm-hmm. a fertility and a creativity standpoint. Like as women, it's just amazing. So uh, those are kind of the key ones. I'm very drawn to feminine, real feminine ballsy women that speak their truth and yeah I do see a lot of that in myself that I'm still working on embodying but yeah that's kind of but I also love male mentors in my life as well you know I've got a few beautiful male mentors at the moment and I think to be able to feel safe and vulnerable from a male coaching perspective as a woman it's just a very different dynamic but it's actually very there's a lot of growth that comes from just that own dynamic mm. in itself. And I realized beforehand, a part of me was really resistant to that. Cause yeah. I was like, I can't open up to a man about all these yeah. things. And, you know, they don't understand me and all this kind of victim mentality yeah. stuff. And, and now actually, you know, like the breath work that you were just advising on, 
one of my mentors is like, right, every four times a day, every two for two minutes, you're just working on your breath. And it's these simple things that I'm like, wow, it's really helping me tap into my body. And yeah. Isn't it amazing? And it, Mm. you know what? I think something really powerful with like picking a mentor Mm. is who kind of triggers you a little bit. Like obviously Mm. you've got to feel very safe and very non-judged with that person. But if they're kind of edgy in the sense of like making you feel like, yeah, I'm not comfortable operating in this space and you're going to like push me there like that's a really really great sign and indication that you should probably hire that person because it's yeah it's it's sometimes we pick mentors out of almost like we need the validation or we need that permission slip from someone right and so we pick someone who just makes us feel really good and really safe and lovely and all of that whereas we really need someone to kick our butts and be Mm -hmm. like look I'm not going to put up with your bs any longer like that's a story you've been running for a really long time and I'm just here to to just go no I I see a bigger version of you and I'm I'm I expect you to start playing as her um so that's something that I love as well is just having those mentors who kind of stretch me and expand me and and really make me think in new and bigger ways. Um, Men, women, they all do that for me. Um, Regina, the, the author of Pussy, like she's again, a very fierce woman. And I was saying this to you before, like she's super feminine, but she's also integrated beautifully in her masculine and she can call people out on their bs and she has no issue with speaking up and and saying that and i just i admire that so so much and so you know as i said i had um alison armstrong she was my mentor from afar i never hired her but i considered her a mentor because she was you know you know i was reading her content i was watching her videos and i was really learning from her so I think that's another beautiful thing is like really putting yourself in the environment or in proximity to these people so that you can learn from osmosis. I think a lot of us overcomplicate like, oh, what, which coach should I get? Like coaching is fantastic. If you're not yet there to invest, then start consuming. There's such an abundance of resources out there. Like we have no excuse to, to learn the things, to understand what, what it is that we desire. You know what I mean? Like there's just this content for days and it's so available and accessible now. So yeah, I also yeah. think it's important to highlight as well that to be, to have the friendship groups in your life and, you know, and from a dating and a relationship standpoint to be with people that do trigger you or intimidate you in the right ways, because that is also your growth and also calling you out on your shit. (laughs) There's also like a bit of a threshold with that. If someone's just consistently triggering you and consistently making you not feel good, then obviously like, yeah, do something about that. But (laughs) yeah, I definitely have those girlfriends those friends in my life who are very like say it how it is super honest super direct and they give really great feedback which again not always the feedback that you want to receive but I've I've gone on my journey with feedback um over the past year year and a half where I used to hate it like I used to feel like it was you know so mean like why would you tell me what I need to improve on or things like this and I've I've like really just didn't realize that it was in my best good and pain isn't always going to be easy and lovely and sunshine and roses pain sometimes is like you know what you tried really hard but it still wasn't good enough you know you you 
you thought you were prepared, but you weren't. Yeah, so it, it can be very confronting, but having those people who love you enough to actually tell you the truth, I think is, is invaluable and hold on to those people. Sometimes have them in smaller doses if, if it's a little bit too <laughs> much, but you know, there's value in that. I, I've seen it the other way where people kind of just hang out with people who are molly coddling or, or sort of pandering and it just it, it takes away from your there's there's so much learning that can come from mm-hmm. just being really direct and if you just have someone who's just you know kind of people pleasing in a relationship then it's doing you both a massive massive disservice so also another thing is like if you want those people in your life, be that person in you in your life as well. Like be that person who's courageous enough to to say what you really feel. Obviously, not in a way that's just going to make someone feel really terrible about themselves. There's a way to give feedback that's constructive. But you know, I think it, there's like so much power in embodying the things that you want to bring into your life as well. It's like, how do I bring in? How do I manifest? you know, a higher quality group of humans into my life. It's like, be that quality human, do those quality things. Like that's how it'll come into your life, you know? And express that and lead by example as well, you know, because then I guarantee like if you're in a group that doesn't feel right for you, if you start stepping up, then it's a domino effect. They will maybe eventually follow through as well. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't really talk about in personal development is like when you start to step up though you will lose friends like there's I've done so much work over the years and I've, I've lost a lot of friends which has been absolutely heartbreaking there's no point in my journey where I've gone no I'm fine with it like it's easy no it's it's gut wrenching when you think someone's going to be in your life forever and it turns out they're not and that it turns out they're they're only there for a season or a reason rather than a lifetime as you thought and you know what's interesting is like the law of equilibrium the law of you know the universe being that energy never is destroyed it just changes form means that as you kind of move away from friends who perhaps aren't as aligned to you friends or people who are more aligned to you will step into your life but there's this chasm that you have to cross where it's that in-between phase where you just, you've just lost a bunch of friends or a friend that meant the world to you and you feel so alone and you feel like, what is the point of what I did? Like all of this growth that I've gone on, if it means that I'm going to be lonely for the rest of my life and that's not going to last forever, but it, you do have to walk through that and trust that when you are out of the other end, there will be people who meet you who are perfectly aligned to you, to where you're at in your journey and, you know, who can support you. But God, that like, that's something that I don't hear enough of is like mm-hmm. how, how terrible it is the process of losing friends because, you know, you've, you've, you've grown or you've done the work in, in a way and people who resonated with you at some point no longer resonate or mm-hmm. vice versa. You no longer have that conversation because it's just like you're on two fundamentally different paths. Like, that sucks like you know my high school friends like that those were people I thought they were going to be there forever but then you know you kind of you go through it and 
oh, growing up is the weirdest thing. I have my 10-year high school reunion coming up next year and I'm like, what the heck? Have you got? Have you done yours yet? I did. I had mine back in the UK just before I moved out here. Yeah. And, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's quite a British thing to um, traditionally be married and have children at like a certain age. And that is your thing. You're happy. I'm happy for you. But for me, I had the time, I just come back from Dubai, I used to go to Dubai a lot. Um, and I was planning on moving to Australia and I was 27 at the time. And I just broke up with a long-term boyfriend of four years. And I was being immersed in all these people that were having like their second child. Hmm. They just got their, you know, second hmm. edge. And, and I was like, I'm a bit, a bit sunstroke from Dubai and I'm actually going to move to Australia next year. And it was like this time of re-questioning myself and being like, whoa, why, why am I not following what they're doing? And then, yeah, I mean, I've been very honest from the get-go. I've lost a lot of friends too along this journey. And one of the drivers of me to move to Australia was like, I feel I'm, I've dealt with a lot that's happened in the UK. And I do feel that being in Australia is a very fresh start but I've already lost friends that I made in Australia and I've been here for nearly two years and it just goes to show how quick the process is and yeah it's so challenging and it's so sad when you lose friends that you've had for years because you have that deep love for them no matter what but Mm. you just never know what happens in the future and they may come Uh, back into your life but yeah yeah a thousand percent and I think there's there's just so much learning that unfolds in a relationship in relationships right relationship any relationship Mm -hmm. like that is your greatest teacher Mm -hmm. and as sucky and painful and and shitty as you may feel going through that Mm -hmm. process you're learning and when you're getting triggered by somebody like there's something there for you to discover about yourself and I think that's like the biggest thing that I guess I try to teach my my girls is like you've got to take responsibility if you're getting triggered by something then it's like well what is it that you're judging within them that you haven't loved within yourself (laughs) or you know like oh it's just it's such a powerful mirror to our stuff to our bs and yeah I just think that's why I'm so obsessed with relationships because I'm like well they're your greatest personal development thing like oh my god going to a seminar going reading books and podcasts like that shit's easy The, the hard bit is being a human being in this world and having a relationship with other human beings who have all of their own conditioning and their own traumas from their past and and things that they're going through that's really hard like put me in a room uh, with Tony Robbins for six days like I'm gonna be so happy but put me in a room with like your parents and like your childhood best friends and like your ex-part like that stuff is so full-on and triggering and also amazing and that's like why you can't like there's zero judgment for for anybody like whatever life path you take because it's like well who am I to judge you you know Mm -hmm. we're all humans trying to figure out this experience we're doing the best that we can and of course everyone thinks they're doing the right thing and so yeah I just think having gone through enough relationship breakdowns in my life like I can see how I've contributed to it, how I've been a big catalyst for the relationship breakdown. And it's like, uh, not seeing it as, well, that person, you know, whatever, like point the blame at them going, cool, like, 
where did I go wrong? Where can I learn from this? How can I ensure that this doesn't happen again? And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook in the personal development world is they, they take on this more self-righteous approach where they think they're all like high and mighty thinking they're the bee's knees because they've learned a few things. It's like, well, no, it's just, you've just decided to take a different path and that the path doesn't mean you're right. It makes you feel good, but it doesn't mean you're right. And so, yeah, I, I try to walk away from all these difficult circumstances with it, at least in a desire to go, where did I contribute and how can I learn from this? And that just humbles the ego because it's like the worst thing in the world. Having, having an ego in this world, like, ugh, no, <laughs> don't, don't do we that. We all have one. We, we all, all have, have an one. ego because it tries to keep us safe. That's what it's mm-hmm. doing. You know, it's, it's trying to keep what it thinks is safe, but in reality is it's not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And like there's this like the ego serves a purpose and we need to be connected. We need to have one, but we need to have the management of it in the sense of it, you know, not letting it dictate us and letting it drive us. We need to be the ones with a hold on it because yeah, otherwise I just know like when you get too in your ego, the the universe will quickly show you who's really in charge and how meaningless you really are as a human (laughs) do you know what I mean like it's a beautiful humbling experience like we no one knows what all of this really is or like yeah we're all human beings figuring this shit out and (sighs) yeah and (laughs) what a way to end the show (laughs) I'll obviously add um, like where people can find you in the show notes if anyone wants to work with you or follow you on your journey. Um, But yeah, where would you, where's your go-to place for people to check you out on? I was um, checking my Instagram just to make sure I've got my handle right, but Instagram is typically the right one, uh, the best one for me, but it's Anna Bezu, B-E-Z-Z-U. And yeah connecting with me on there you can also check out my website www.femalefrontier.com which is my coaching business for women yeah i think that's it yeah Mm. wonderful okay well thank you so much for joining today my darling it's been a pleasure to have you and um yeah thank you so much so much love So thank you so much, my darlings, for listening to today's episode with Anna. I will share all of her information in the show notes. So if you feel called to reach out to her, you'll find everything in the body of um, the notes. As always, my darlings, if you feel called, you want to share anything from your side um, with me, please slide into my DMs at MissLucyWood underscore on Instagram. I love hearing your stories. I love hearing your shares. And I love just hearing what else is uncovered for you so i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and yeah as always if you feel called please subscribe give me a rate and review and yeah we'll speak to you all next week sending you much love